Ohio State has a new athletic director. It is Ross Bjork, the still, I guess, technically Texas A&M mm. athletic director uh, until June 30th when Gene Smith will retire. and Ross Bjork will take over on July 1st. He was introduced here today at the Cavelli Center. I'm Bill Landis. That's Doug Maurice. These are Snap Judgments brought to you by Buyers Auto. Uh, Doug, a lengthy press conference, uh, long remarks, and then a, a pretty good Q&A session, both with the new AD, Ross Bjork, and also the new university president, uh, Ted Carter. Um, I, I guess we'll go big picture first here. Like, What is your general takeaway from, I guess, the tenor of today's conversation? Well, and I think like specifically, it seems like Ross Bjork's going to go back to Texas A&M and then probably be here starting March, March 1st. 1st. March 1st. Yep. That there will be an overlap. Ted Carter, the new president, who's only been on the job 17 days, said that he, he wanted that overlap. So that's kind of why they moved quickly on this. So there will be several months where Gene Smith and, and Ross Bjork are here together. But they also made it clear Gene Smith's making the decisions until his last day on June 30th. That's right. Ross Bjork starts making decisions July 1st. It's the new era of Ohio State sports. And I think that's not only Ross Bjork. I think that's Ted Carter. This was really our first, I think, athletics exposure to him, the new president taking over. And they talked a lot about the future of college sports, how they want Ohio State to be a leader in this changing landscape. They talked about revenue sharing with players. There was more overt embracing of paying athletes at this news conference than we had ever heard in the history of Ohio State sports. And they talked a lot about, Ross Bjork talked about the idea of consolidating the big money athletic departments and big money programs. He put a threshold of anybody who makes more than $100 million in revenue and them doing their own thing, having their own rules, which is something that Charlie Baker, the new NCAA president, has talked about. So the world's changing. The the new NCAA president has talked about all this. And then the two people now in charge of Ohio State sports got up there and echoed and stamped and backed and want Ohio State to be at the forefront yeah. of all these changes that have been floating out there. And that is, that, that's a pretty stark contrast, I think, to previous talking points, both from, from Gene Smith and previous university presidents. And it's not that they were naive, I think, to the way that this was going to go eventually. I think we, I think we all know that football in particular and college sports generally are, are changing drastically, and football is going to be in a very different place. Ross Bjork said probably three to five years from now, than it is than it is at the moment. And for all of the tremendous things that Gene Smith has done here as athletic director in his 19 years at Ohio State, after sitting in that press conference, I, I have come around, I think, pretty strongly to the idea of like, it makes sense, I think, for like new leadership to usher Ohio State in into this this new future that is a little kind of nebulous. Like we we have a general idea of what it might look like with the revenue sharing stuff. And like clearly the model has to change, but nobody really knows exactly what it's going to look like. And I do think you have to have an open mind. You have to be able to sort of like let go of the past of what this has been, um, what the structure of, of athletics has been. And Ross Burke does seem like someone who is eager to embrace that, as does as does Ted Carter. And it, it, like you said, it was just a very different vibe, I think, from from the Ohio State athletics slash university leadership and a, and a much different point of view on the direction of college athletics that, that at least I'm, I'm used to. And I think a lot of people who have listened to these conversations in the past have, have come to be used to. When Gene Smith announced his retirement, we had him on we the did. podcast. Yes. And, and one of the questions I asked him then was about, it's, I feel like it's been the conversation that I've had with Gene Smith the most over the last two decades is when does Ohio State use its power and when does Ohio State collaborate and work with everybody else in the Big Ten? And Gene Smith has always been a rising tide lifts all ships kind of guy. 
When I asked him about that, he said in 2020, getting the Big Ten to play football that year, he felt like Ohio State used its power. Yep. Ted Carter got up and said there were three things he was looking for in an AD. One is understanding Ohio State, 36 sports, 1,000 athletes, $250 million in revenue. Number two was understanding the changing landscape, playoff expansion, conference expansion, NIL, the new structure of the NCAA. And third was using Ohio State's voice. He said, I want someone in that locker room of ADs who can use Ohio State's voice. So like the on the ongoing conversation of like, when does Ohio State use that voice? That was one of the three criteria yeah. that the guy who made the decision used to pick Ross Bjork. So again, I, Gene Smith is a guy who has really, he evolved. He go, he's in one position and then three months later, he gathers more information as the position changes. But working together and really believing in, in more of the amateur structure of college sports I think are two fundamental things of Gene Smith. And this was certainly not a repudiation of that, but it was the new world of that. It's a new world, brother. Whether anybody likes it or not, it's a new world in college sports. And like this felt like Ohio State taking one small step for, you know, astronauts are from Ohio. They are. This is a big leap, man. We're on the NCAA moon. We put them on the moon. Uh, the one, one thing I, I did find interesting that wasn't part of the criteria is really like any kind of familiarity with Ohio State. Uh, oh, for and, sure. And he was asked directly about that. Ted Carter was. Um, and Ted Carter said, like, I didn't have any familiarity with Ohio State. The board of trustees saw something special in me and they picked me. Um, he said that's a plus. And Ross Bjork has some family ties to Ohio, but he has no other ties to Ohio State to speak of. And we all thought that this was going to go in the direction of Ohio State eventually picking one of Gene Smith's yes. former lieutenants. And that, that has not happened. Um, I suspect one or a couple of them might have been finalists for this job. Ross Bjork was not the only finalist. Feels like there are reports that Pat Chun, Pat, Pat Chun from yeah. Washington State, was one of the finalists. But certainly not the pick. His face is not up on the, the video boards here in the Cavelli Center. It is, is the face of Ross Bjork. And the the part about kind of throwing Ohio State's weight around, like the, the, those two pieces kind of hit me at the same time. Like, well, it's not one of Gene's former people, and and throwing your weight around is important which is why I think Ohio State and Ted Carter in particular ended up going to a large program in the SEC to get its athletic director and not, you know, the former athletic director at Washington State, no offense, or the athletic director at Pitt um, or, or anywhere else, even, right. even UCLA. And I don't think, you know, it's, it's a big program. It's a nice school. It's, it's obviously no, but I think there's something different about going to into the SEC and getting a sitting athletic director to now come be here and be the person that's going to help Ohio State throw its weight around a little more. I think I may have been surprised just by my own ignorance. Well, never surprised by my own ignorance, but my own ignorance is what led to my surprise. I don't know that I knew Ted Carter was like this, that Ted Carter's aggression about the new world of college athletics and the role he wants Ohio State to play in that, that's why Ross Bjork's here. This was Ted Carter's decision. There was a search committee, but they bring it to the president. The president made the decision. And when you heard Ted Carter talk, then it was like, oh, that's why I hired this guy. It's yeah. not Ohio roots. It's not Midwestern sensibility. It's not somebody who's worked here. Although Ross Bjork did get up there and talk for 20 minutes about his, how his mom grew up on a farm in Ohio because he's trying to make the point that we've talked. I've certainly talked about it. I've texted about it. People ask about it, where, like, what are your roots, Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't happen directly. He came to Ohio as a kid, visiting family, that kind of thing. He made that point for 15 minutes. Ross Bjork's here because Ted Carter's the president. 
So I got a vibe off Ted Carter that was embracing the new world and wanting Ohio State to lead in the new world. And I asked Ted Carter about that after he talked about wanting someone like that to have the voice. He talked about collaboration, but then he said again, like when it's time, we want to make sure. He said, sometimes the bigger money schools, you should have a louder voice. Yeah. Your louder voice is needed. Again, that is that is not has not been a frequent conversation. So I, I think it was crystallizing of why did they hire sort of a, a Texas A and M A D who maybe is ready to push to the new world? Because they hired a president who's ready to do that. They did. And I, I, you know, I haven't really thought much at all about the hiring of Ted Carter's university president because. What are you doing, man? I don't think. Uh, what are you doing? I, I, doing X and O film yeah, study? people come to us for, for, for football talk. But it is now, like, sort of in hindsight, interesting to me. Ohio State is a giant entity that makes a whole lot more money off of, like, medical research and tuition than it does college athletics and university president hires most often do and probably should reflect that. Feels like they kind of hired a football guy to be the university I, president. <laughs> I, I had not met Ted Carter before. I said hello after the news conference, and he said, I don't know if you noticed, but I like sports. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, we didn't notice. Yeah. And, and again, like, we're sports writers, you're sports fans, kind of good. I, I think it's good for, for Ohio State if you are, and I think Ohio State fans are interested in Ohio State. Um, exerting its influence on where college football goes. And, and I think if you were at all worried about Ohio State's willingness to do that, I would throw that out the window because I, I think they are very much interested in that. Um, with these two hires, with the president and the AD. Uh, a couple like sticking points, Doug, um, when, when we got word that Ross Burke was going to be the AD, the Jimbo Fisher buyout yep. at Texas A&M. Um, Ross Burke did not hire Jimbo Fisher initially, but he did give Jimbo Fisher the contract extension that then cost the university $72 million. Yeah, once you get about 70 it's all the same. million dollars uh, when they then fired Jimbo Fisher. Uh, what did you make of his explanation for that? He did the kind of thing where, like, you say the buck stops with me, but then you explain <laughs> 10 other ways where the buck it was goes, someone yeah. else. <laughs> so he was like, hey, if you want to blame me, you can blame me. But actually, the market caused this, and nobody wanted to lose Jimbo, so I had to give an extension. There's a lot. So, um, and then he was also asked about the Hugh Freeze thing. Yeah. And so, like, oh. again, there's, uh, in the end, he said, I'm the AD, it's my responsibility. But he also kind of made it clear that there was a lot of other stuff going on both times. The one interesting thing, I, I don't know if it was Ross Bjork or Ted Carter or both, because Ted Carter, Tim May, not let anybody off the hook about Jimbo yeah. Fisher. Ted Carter was asked about it, and he said, like, I don't think that's going to happen here. Yeah, he did say that. Where you're going to wind up in a situation with a coach with $70 million on his contract who's losing. So Ted Carter's explanation was, you don't smooth seas don't make good sailors. So basically like, yeah, that was screwed up. Yeah, yeah it might have been a mistake, but, but he's going to learn from that is what Ted Carter said. Yes. And th that it did come up in the interview. Yes, they talked about that too. You can't not talk about Jimbo when no. you're hiring Ross Bjork. But A, learn from it. B, not going to be an issue here. Yeah, Ted Carter's a, a Navy man, so we might get a, you know, a Ooh. lot of nautical references here yeah. over the next few years. Um, the other thing that I think people were probably most excited about when they saw that Ohio State was hiring Texas A&M's AD is what that might mean for Ohio State on the NIL front because Texas A&M has a reputation for being um, incredibly aggressive in, in that area, uh, You know the results of which have, have been mixed, but um, they do like to throw money around, and, and I think you know, Ross Bjork had a, a part in that and sort of making sure things were organized. Um, 
it was it was asked of him, and I and I thought in the proper way too, because it was I was going to ask it was the way I would have was going going to frame it. Not the same booster culture here, not the same like donation culture here. Like we we know that people here like like they have their names on buildings. They don't necessarily like to pay three hundred thousand dollars to a tight end just to say they did so. Um, so I I think that that is going to be a challenge for for Ross Burke now as he comes here. Of, it, I don't think you can just come to Ohio State and say like this is how we did it at A and M, and it's going to translate you know smoothly with without any kind of hiccups. I, I think there's going to be some things he has to navigate um, and probably do differently to help Ohio State remain competitive in the NIL space. And I know we're having this conversation during an offseason in which Ohio State kept a bunch of third and fourth round draft picks. and got a couple of high impact transfers. Like clearly it's working really well for them. But I guess I would I would I would caution people a little bit on assuming that it's Ohio State's just going to start firing the money cannon around at players the way that Texas A&M did. But I also think that Real, like similar to the the changing landscape of college football in general, that Ross Bjork will probably approach that a little more aggressively, perhaps than his predecessor did. I don't think he has any hesitation about yeah. doing whatever it takes. Yeah. I don't think Ted Carter does either, and I and I, and I think Gene Smith did, and maybe not incorrectly, right? I, yeah. I also, like Gene Smith, like bears the scars of the things that happened here at Ohio State on his watch, which is multiple things where the NCAA came a knocking and we see a world now where the NCAA is going after Florida State for NIL stuff. It wasn't complete Wild West, right? Ohio State didn't want that to happen. We're entering a world. Charlie Baker suggested it. It's going to happen. They talked about it too. NIL is going to come inside the department. So you're not going to deal with collectives. You're going to fundraise your own money to pay players and then you're going to pay it. And they're all for it. He said, we're going to get, you know, whether we're selling t-shirts or getting NIL donations, I think Ross Bjork, I think his history, he's been a fundraiser. You know, they fundraised and built a new basketball arena while he was at Old Miss. I think that's part of his resume. That's probably attractive. And I think it's going to be better for everybody when NIL comes inside. And then it will be regulated a little bit more. But but if you were an Ohio State fan who was ever frustrated that, that Ohio State was maybe holding back, yeah. I don't think they're going to hold back anymore. Does that mean they're going to be bringing in oil barons right. like a Texas A&M <laughs> to, to have, pass out million-dollar bills? No, but I think within what Ohio State is, I think there's, I think they're letting go of the reins and like, this is the world. Let's go. Uh, a question that was not asked. And then we, we talk, uh, predominantly, almost exclusively about football, uh, here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he was not asked directly, like, Hey, are you going to fire the men's basketball coach? Yeah. Uh, Chris Holman, who happened to be in, in the audience. So oh, he was would have made for an awkward situation. Oh, and and Brian probably Day was here. Brian, Brian Day, was, Day here. was also here. Probably an unfair question. Yeah. But, I, but I think people are wondering that as the basketball team is going through, uh, more January struggles. I think the, the most important thing we can tell you about that is like as this transition happens, Gene Smith is still the athletic director and yep. the decision maker until June 30th. Ross Bjork uh, has no say, has no impact. He can merely be an observer of what's happening here until July 1st, um, after which point he can start making those kind of decisions. And I don't think anybody believes that an AD on his way out is going to make a decision like yeah. that. And last time Ohio State made a coaching change, they did make it in the summer and it wasn't the best. And so I think probably. Just the way the structure, the logistics of this is like probably that cool off a little bit on that idea for now. Yeah. Uh, anything else like you want to get out there before we wrap up? No. I mean, I, um, you know, I certainly on behalf of anyone who watches Kings of the North kind of said like, hey, we, we do it North style up here. <laughs> you do it South style in the SEC. And, and he did make the point of like, listen, it's a championship brand. It's a huge brand. There's a lot of scrutiny. There's message boards, all that kind of thing. That's similar. But then he also said, it is a little bit different. He focused on the idea that this is a, this is a university that is supported by an entire state. There's no divided loyalty here. Um, you know, he, he knows. You know what I'm asking when I ask yeah, that, yeah. right? 
So he didn't exactly go there, but, but, but again, like in the end, the idea that they picked an SEC guy, I, I think tells you a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and the thing, and the next conversation I have with Ross Bjork, this will come up. Ohio State, we always say, I don't even know who said it, if it was me or somebody else. They want to be Alabama and football and Stanford and everything else. That doesn't always lend itself to equal, like, how are you going to do it? And he's, they got asked about 36 sports, keeping 36 sports. Ted Carter and Ross Bjork asked about that a lot. They said, I don't want to cut sports. We don't want to cut sports. 36 sports matter. But they kind of put a for now. Yeah. Or in an ideal world kind of stuff at the end of that. And then Ross Bjork also said, all that matters, but football is king. Put a fist in the air and said, football is king. So <laughs> Ohio State wants to be everything to everyone. Not many universities and athletic programs want to be that. It is an admirable goal, but a difficult one. It's a constant push and pull. But I think if there was a lean, this is a little football's king lean out of today. Yeah, I think I think that's right. And a, and a good way to sum up these snap judgments, they have been brought to you by Buyers Auto. Uh, we'll, we'll talk with Ross Bjork more yeah. uh, in the coming months to, to get more of a vibe for, for where things are going. But I think fo football is, is king. Uh, it's probably a good way to, to put a bow on it. So uh, that's what we heard here today at the Covelli Center, Ross Bjork, Ohio State's new athletic director. Uh, that's Doug Lee Maurice. I'm Bill Landis. Thanks more for watching.